0: You turned me on to that book a couple of years ago, The Future is Faster. Yeah.
1: Peter Diamandis. Yes. Yeah. Future is Faster Than and You Think. think yeah. yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy and, book. And, and that's crazy, but it is. Sure. No. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, and, and AI wasn't really even no, explained in that book. Nope. No, it wasn't. Nope. You're right. It was fly, literally flying cars
0: and robots. Yeah, it was. <laughs> right.
2: Welcome to the AI show from Think Labs. In the whirlwind of AI advancements and innovation, we do the deep dives and all the research, so you don't have to. We Fisher-Price the essential news, updates, interviews, and breakthroughs of the week, providing actionable insight that impacts you, your teams, and your companies. Now, let's get started. Here's your hosts, Sam Stanton and Robbie Sawyer.
1: Aloha and welcome to episode number 13, lucky number episode 13, Robbie. This is Robbie. This is Sam. What's happening? Are we in Hawaii? No, we're back now. Oh, okay. We're still on Hawaii time, though. Right. Yeah, boy, well, that's that's true.
0: <laughs> that facts, as my 16-year-old would say.
1: No, we missed uh, an episode or two, uh, and we are happy to be back with all kinds of fun things to share
0: today. So many things to talk about. Not sure where to start. Well, I mean, we we, we might as well start with Hawaii since that's so fresh on our minds. Okay. What were we doing in Hawaii,
1: Sam? So Hawaii, as you know, we have a big hospitality and marketing background where we're seeing a lot of application for AI, but we are asked to do our AI literacy and education and understanding for a completely different industry which most might think are not very AI-savvy or knowledgeable.
0: The industry is, to be sure, in terms of the equipment that is being used in this industry, sure. for sure. But you're right. To say that we were blown away, excited, yeah. surprised, all those the, would be The
1: industry is, as far as the guys in the field and using the latest technology and gear, but when you move into headquarters and into corporate offices, AI is just two letters to them. Many, many
0: legacy, literally le- legacy businesses where you've got generations of,
1: of people running businesses that are 100, 150 years old. And to give perspective there, we normally ask how many people are savvy or using you know, any of the GPTs of the day, to which typically... We'll see about 50% have dabbled with it. In this case, I think it was at best at 30, and we were a complete surprise for that audience. This audience was business owners of, like Robbie said, legacy companies, which were many on that retiring age, and they would have retired had they not owned the business, and then a whole echelon of up-and-coming absolutely go-getters. What can I do to improve everything I do? And go, 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 go.
0: Yeah. No, and by their own admission, you know, that, that demographic is changing within that industry. We're not trying to be cryptic. We're just not comfortable sharing right? Sharing the, the organization. But that demographic is getting younger. So there were a lot of the business owners, but there were also C-level, C-suite folks that were you know 10 20 and in some cases 30 years younger so it was an interesting mix yeah, demographic wise
1: and they were extremely polite to begin with cuz there was a lot of what in the yeah is going on here this is kind of whatever but then <laughs> right. the minute we start dropping some facts on them science fact not science fiction you could see the wheels turn And you fa- could see them get excited right you could see them get interested
0: for sure, and the fact that that we had had framed it in a way that as we do with with all of these groups, it's done in a very easy to understand format. we're sharing it in a very fisher priced yet not insulting sort of way but it but it was funny talking to somebody they'd been coming for twenty five years and and all three of the days were around
1: the innovation future and
0: innovation in some way shape or form they had a the first the first day was innovation around marketing and of course we were there and then there was the futurist on the last day but i'm like holy cow did you guys talking to this guy did you realize that you were going to get hit with three days of futurist or, or innovation ai driven discussions and they're like no way and they thoroughly tooting our own horn Thoroughly enjoyed the the hour that we spent on stage with them. So it was fun. Well,
1: let me tune a little bit more, Robbie, because I think what made it so impactful for them is that it wasn't necessarily future speak, and it wasn't something that wasn't attainable, which so much of the presentations are these days. But it was applicable, tactile advice and insight that they could go employ immediately, which is followed up by the Bogler Bar outside where they were all able to come with their jillions of questions. I mean, it was crazy to hear all the different opportunities, not only in the field, but in headquarters, where this could be used. And we got so many how wouldges, how coulds, what ifs, and began people on their journey. Sure, And that's now carried on to this week of, hey, this was awesome. I went back all my... Office thought I was completely crazy doing this stuff, and have, but now they want a part of it. How do we do that? So, if they if they hadn't addressed it prior, and that was interesting too. There were a couple massive global, I mean, massive global companies, and 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 these guys were like, well, they're working on corporate across the board. I don't know when that's ever going to happen, but we're kind of free to go dabble and try on our own mm-hmm. and we have been and now we really will be mm-hmm. with this. So that they were not fearful of it, they just didn't have any knowledge of it.
0: Right. You know, and maybe we can talk about how what we've seen happen over the last 6 or 8 months as we begin to have conversation with people You know, and trying to help them understand, you know, the potential use cases. Well, we're introducing them to generative AI, but then what's the potential use case? And I think early on we felt like, okay, we're gonna share, we're talking about facilitating now. We're gonna share generative AI with them. Again, the three elements of you gotta have the knowledge, we're gonna help you understand that with quick start, the tools, in our case boggler or whatever the heck GPT you want to use. But then it's like, okay, facilitated, or how do I take what I've learned? And begin to implement it into my day to day workflow, creating efficiencies and things of that nature. Early on, we felt like, okay, people are going to want to embrace, learn as much as they can, and then be able to create all of that internally on their own. But I, I think that we've started to back away from that impression a little bit and have realized through conversation that people want. They need help doing that. Well, It's not so simple like, for them to go train and learn how to do
1: it. Yeah, so we obviously get geeked out about this stuff and cool, check this out and do it. Well, every this. day
0: something different, literally.
1: Literally, but not everyone else does. Everyone else has a day job as well. Right. And, and so they absolutely see the merit and the value. And yes, they have great intentions of I need to do and get going on all this stuff. But what we're seeing now is, yeah, I want you to come train everyone and that'll be great and do all that. But can you, just, can you just do this right now for me and figure out how to do this or this? So we've moved much more into a consultive and, and project-based solution of here is my challenge. Use all your AI magic and solve that. And right. if along the way in that process, I can learn what you're doing and pick up those tools or those processes, awesome. But in the meantime, I don't care what it takes or what it costs or whatever – just go do that. Right. Because they're seeing the impact. And when we go do that, we're seeing the impact for them. Sure. I mean, it's kind of crazy for us. We're we're on an hourly charge model, but it's almost like we should be on your cost of savings or your cost of winnings <laughs> that you're getting. Because they're massive, mm-hmm. exponential mm-hmm. wins for
0: Potentially, it. sure. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's... It's interesting. And from a project perspective, that's one scenario. But when you get into conversations, going back to Hawaii, talking to some of these people, and they, they were in awe. And it's no secret if you ever watch this podcast, you know Sam is clearly, the, the, by his own admission, the big geek and the techie guy around this. But, but for me, the easiest thing that I've been able to do is say, listen, I don't need to know how AI works. And you get into conversations with people there, it's like the first thing you got to do is realize you don't know how your iPhone works, right? Right. So you just know how to use it. In the reality for generative AI, at least for me initially, and now certainly as we continue to evolve, I don't need to get I don't get bogged down in how that happens. I'm just starting to now understand, okay, I can create use cases and figure out how to make an issue or or an efficiency better utilizing generative AI.
1: Yeah. I mean, you play yourself down, Robbie, but I think one of your skill sets is no, not creating the algorithms or doing that, but seeing the application in use, which seems obvious to us, but it's not to most. So when you can walk in and do your kind of interview, if you will, of what what are your pressure points or whatever... Mm -hmm you're finally attuned at figuring out, oh, well, this is, you should look at it and do this and this, or this is the way you should prompt and instruct. Mm-hmm. And in the end, as we said from the get-go, and it's plain true, in the end, it's how good your prompt is and, and how, how well you direct your AI, right? And And I think that is something that people will be having to learn down the road. When we say that 85% of the jobs in 2030 don't exist today, I bet you one of those jobs will be a prompt engineer.
0: For sure. And we've seen, yeah, that we've seen that. To piggyback on what you just talked about, your ability to really interface with generative AI is going to be based on how comfortable you are with collaborating with your computer. Right. right. I mean, you're easy. it's great for you to come have a conversation and collaborate with a coworker or a colleague or whatever. But as we said in Hawaii, it's, if you can get comfortable having a conversation with generative AI, with AI, you're gonna be amazed at what you can get out of it, just like you do when you communicate with And,
1: and you hate it when I say this, but I'm gonna say it again now. The minute you can move the keyboard out of the equation and figure out on your device how you can talk to it, so on the phone, just hitting the little microphone button, or on your, on your Mac, you hit the control button, but figure it out on your PC or whatever it may be, how you can do your input Via voice, and that hurdle is taken away, and then it is a conversation. No,
0: I agree with you. I I don't hate that when you say that. I just think that as people are being introduced to it, it's human nature. Yeah. Right? Because you're not, you're uncomfortable verbalizing something. Yeah, I'll say
1: something I won't type.
0: Right? No, for sure. And when you're typing, certainly if you're in your office, right, you're probably initially going to, but you're 100% right. And it truly makes perfect sense when you're on your phone. Yeah. I mean, that makes total sense but but yeah that it's it's been fun every single day every single week is a constant evolution of
1: and we did warning. did in that process finally believe it or not i know no one will we did launch prompt and and it's working great and prompt now will be followed by prompt 2 which is the ability to do the training which we're just kind of waiting for prompt 1 to get out and then prompt 2 comes right behind it's ready and assist will be out shortly but holy cow you know put your money where your mouth is we used assist constantly with each interaction that we had which were jillions of them there but be able to walk away and go robbie who'd you talk with today and what were they interested in is is a unbelievable tool yeah i mean it's a game changer it is it's mean,
0: an overused term but it in the world of sells for sure it's a game changer to be able to actually not worry about taking notes to actually have a conversation be present and with this group specifically they are by their own admission a heavily heavily relationship driven very tight knit group of 500 people
1: and and it's funny on stage doing our circus of explanations of all these things and then we do a brief mention of assist, the number one requested and and talked about thing in the Bogler Bar after because we did the Bogler Bar for two days because you can never get it that done in a day right because there's too many questions. But and I was, think
0: to, not to interrupt you, but because of that, I, I think some people initially were a little intimidated. Right. Right. So it took them a little bit to see other people. But
1: the next day they wouldn't leave oh, yeah, us alone. Now,
0: yeah. Now and yeah, the next day it was not. So fun.
1: but. The real interest was, of course, in assist because there was no training. There is no training. There is no explanation. It's hit the button and go. Right. So, so that was Hawaii, and it was in Hawaii, Robbie. So we did have some good poke.
0: Yeah, we did. We had some. We had some. We saw
1: some pretty waves. We did some
0: black lava. We didn't see the beach. I didn't see the beach. Did you? We didn't get to the beach. Right. Yeah, good trip. Lots more to come. Much more travel coming up as the year progresses, to be sure. Let's move on and touch on a couple of new releases that have come out over the last couple of weeks. One that I know was eye high opener for, for both of us, and holy cow, was Sora. You want to talk about Yeah,
1: so if you remember, we said last year was the year of text and generating content in material in a text format. Right. Where this year we were going to see two things happen. We're going to see audio and video come to come to light and and grow exponentially like we saw text do last year. And then and then the second thing is agency. So putting whatever your results are that are created into action. But no one had any idea that this video stuff would come out like it did. So OpenAI, the people that made ChatGPT, released, well, not released, but, but previewed their video GPT, if you will. And so what that means is, is that you put text in describing what's the sort of video that you would like, and you get near reality, is what they're calling it.
0: Yeah, you prompt it just like you would.
1: And it is freaking 4K it's video. And if you haven't, please go check out our Substack, the Think Labs, where I did a post all about it and gave the sample videos. But you'll look at it. Now,
0: don't worry about the kitten or the cat with two. Po- with well, that's the thing. So
1: if you're just cause. if you're if you're cruising by this in your social stream, right. it's like, oh, isn't that pretty or amazing or wow. I mean, there's movie trailers, there's off road races, there's puppies, there's there's people walking in the snow and to- there's all kinds of stuff. Anything you can imagine, it'll create it just like that. We think we don't know. No one's got their hands on it. But but all that said, if you're just scrolling through. And you're that 73% that believes everything you see and feel and hear in your stream, then you're sold. Now, if you know that this is generated and you're a skeptic and you want to blast it and you stop and actually look at it, yeah, you see that that cat had three paws in the front and two in the back. Don't worry about that. Right? Right? Or you see that when you drop a glass, it just... Disappears when it hits the ground. It doesn't break or do any of that. It doesn't have uh, any physics involved with it. It doesn't understand continuity. Okay. Yeah. But could it make me look good presenting a new product? Sure. Okay. And and then you pair that with like the the Sam AI thing I did a couple weeks ago, and boy, this is moving very very quick.
0: So do you see that being a a plugin or a button on you log into ChatGPT, just like you from an image yeah, it's, generation. It's going to be, in, that, it's
1: gonna be embed. embedded. So, embedded. like right now, Dolly's embedded right. in ChatGPT, and ultimately, all that gets embedded in Boggler. But as it's just another embed, I believe that they're going to have to charge a crap ton for that because okay. it's using it's be so much expensive. processing. Yeah, sure. And I'd love to, maybe that's another blog podcast we need to start on the nerd side of how they're doing it because it is it is some crazy crazy okay anyway yeah. the point is is it's moving faster than we thought it's 4k look at the video in in our sub stack and see what it's all about
0: but, but side sidebar but you hit you turned me on to that book a couple of years ago the future is faster yeah Peter Close Diamandis. Yes, yeah
1: future is faster than, than you, you think, think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: crazy crazy and and, book.
1: and, and that's crazy, but it is sure. No, oh yeah, I mean, and, and and AI wasn't really even no. explained in that
0: book. Nope. No, it wasn't nope. You're right. It was flying, literally flying cars and robots. Yeah, it was right. Well, no, but it was it was super cool. You, every time you say futures, you know, it always reminds me of that book. Hey, let's hit on the fact that I guess uh, Google decided that they needed a cooler, more well. So that's a fun, interesting name. That's a fun our, thing
1: um, for marketing and PR. So I don't know who knew what, who scooped. I don't know if, if Google scooped that OpenAI was gonna was gonna drop the video, or if OpenAI scooped that Google is gonna drop Gemini, which is their you know Google has sucked to be honest as a generative AI solution till now because they got they got caught behind way behind the game. OpenAI dropped ChatGPT, no one knew that was coming. Everyone was working on it. And then all of a sudden, everyone had to go, oh, yeah, uh, we've got one, too. Here's ours. And then they ran out the door, and it's garbage, right? So you got all these corporations who are now making decisions on garbage GPTs that are inside their tech stack already. Mm-hmm. And, and they're making decisions on what they saw three months ago. Right. And that's our whole point, people, is you can't make long-term decisions from a point in time. It's an ongoing thing. Because if you made your decision way back when and said Google sucks and is never going to be any good, right? watch out because it's smoking chat GVT now. And by the way, our friends at Apple aren't too far behind. They're going to be dropping something. Yeah. And in <laughs> this morning... Robbie, I, I started a, a new one, which is not actually a GPT. It's a processor that uses the GPTs called Grok, G R O Q. That's not the Twitter thing, Grok with a K. Well, that's it's, X
0: now. It it's a formerly
1: Q. known as Twitter. Okay, it's a Q, but what it does, listen to this, here's our new word for the day it's got an inference processor. So whenever you prompt something, it normally will look at your information, if you have a good GPT, and then infer from that yeah. a response. That uses crazy amounts of power and energy and memory. So this guy created, I mean, he had to start this a while ago and talk about being at the right place at the right time. And now he's like, hey, here's this new chip that's going to make your processing 20 times faster faster. And it basically comes to light a day after NVIDIA goes, hey, by the way, we're ballers. Look at the jillions of chips we've been selling. So now here's a specialized chip that kills NVIDIA. So if you're looking for something to invest in, even though you're not supposed to be asking us for it, see if you can invest in Grok with a Q. You can't, but if you could, you should. But let's go back to Gemini. Gemini is the new GPT release that was supposed to be an upgrade of BARD, and they released Gemini 1.0 to support BARD. And within a week, they said, yeah, just kidding, BARD, you're out of here. We're now calling our entire GPT stuff Gemini, and we're already ready for an update. They're already on 1.5. I would think that's the fastest update we've seen thus far, one week.
0: Yeah, with the exception of their image generation. With their image generation. They dropped that. They pulled that down
1: already. So the interesting thing with Gemini or Google's thing is that while chat is like, hey, look, we're doing text. Oh, you want image or you want video? These are all plugins and add-ons. Right. Or Google is organically from the get-go being multimodal. So all of their generation has always been based in video, text, And photo, right? But yeah, tell me more about that because I didn't pay attention to that piece.
0: Yeah, they they took it down a couple days ago. I don't know if it's back up because they. I I thought I shared this with you. So one of the issues, among many, but the one that had that got publicized a little bit is that if you were to ask Gemini to generate an image historically of our forefathers in any sort of situation. It, it had a difficult time creating images that look like you and I. Really? I told you this. Didn't I? Yeah, so they literally had to take it down and there was a bit, and, you know, there was a statement made by Google's whatever whatever, you know, head of development in the for for images that yes, this is a problem. Yes, we need to a reverse um, bias if yeah, you like. Yeah, well that's exactly what it was and that's the fr- that was the, you know, unintentional element that that came out of it is that it had no issue generating images of, of people of color but and certainly that 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 became increasingly <laughs> evident be it right wrong or indifferent when you start pulling historical or asking for historical
1: well historically
0: that, generated images.
1: That's kind of interesting as well because the whole
0: biases thing comes into play right and that was that was a discussion that took place about who was ultimately or involved in the development of, of that yeah, part of the that's, model. but
1: that's going to happen. I mean, even if you're making your own GPT or you're creating your own Boggler Teams account, it's biased.
0: It is, but... It's again, biased to you. Right, but... Right, yes, to you. Right. Not to the... Right. You know, to everyone. So anyway, I don't know when it will come back up, but, yeah, they they took it down to try to, to create or fix the, the algorithms.
1: The algos. The algos. Well... Let me touch more a little bit on Grok and why that's important. So the inference processor, as we move into Don't this, get
0: too, don't go too. No, I will But
1: what that's going to do is it's going to make the video and it's going to make all this actionable models. Remember the whole little rabbit thing? So I need you to not only process yep. my results, but I need you to go act on them. So all of that inference and that processing is now like that. It's 20 times faster. It's 20 times cheaper. So that is like just pouring Red Bull on on this whole thing. So even though we've been doubling and tripling and 100x and all that kind of stuff, it's going to be even more now thanks to Grok.
0: Well, it's crazy. If you are a, if you are a GPT-4 Turbo user, you understand how quick how quick that is. This is shockingly fast. And you, it is literally hit return, boom in.
1: I mean, we ran some man. of our assist algos on there, which normally we're seeing about a three to five second return on a massive algorithm. And to your point, you hit a button and there's no, let me write it across the screen. It's like beep. There it is.
0: We haven't had enough time really to drill down into the strengths and weaknesses of it other than the no. other than how incredibly fast it is.
1: No, but it did a it did a good summarization of the transfer and, and wrote that beautiful letter this morning. Okay. They made me sound so brilliant. Right. Yeah. Well, I don't know. How, do we have anything more to talk about? No, we
0: just wanted to we we needed to we needed to do a podcast because we for the for listeners that we have, we want to make sure that they know we got back from
1: Hawaii and we're alive. Yeah, well, although your mom, although
0: your mom knows you're alive.
1: Yeah, she. We didn't. You know, people were wondering what happened. Did, did they bite it? No, but we're still here, guys. Energizer bunnies, and we should have a fun discussion next week because there's a lot of stuff happening here in the studio. In the hopper. Yeah, that we should be able to share. So think about your AI initiatives and whether you want to tackle those or, or maybe have someone tackle them for you.
0: Yeah, reach out, let us
1: know. And that's all we got for today. Have a good one.
2: Thanks for tuning into the AI show from Think Labs. Don't miss out on next week's episode where we'll continue to fisher price the latest in AI that will make impact for you and your organization. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an update and visit redbutton.ai to learn more about innovation for professionals and organizations. By the way, I'm Bogler, Sam and Robbie's professional assistant that takes care of all their busy work. Ever think about all that repetitive, mind-numbing, time-sucking busy work I could knock out for you? That's it for now. Thanks again for joining. Until next time, make it an awesome week.